Hello, and welcome back to In the Know. I'm your host, Anna Wiest, an advocate for justice, with Francis Scarcella, reporter from The Daily Item. It's been a pretty busy week. There's a couple things we're going to talk about today, some involving recent hearings in some big cases that are coming up, also the local elections that will be taking place in May, and the Point Township Zoning Board hearing that occurred on the night of Wednesday, March 8th. Friend and I are digging into all of that today. Well, it's been a crazy week. That's a interesting case to say the least one of those stories that just hits home with me and with everybody nationwide i see a wig get ripped off and then i see another wig get ripped off and then it's a all-out brawl in the parking lot and here comes police from all she angles looked over and she said i stopped counting at 22 and next thing i know another inmate who turned around and say did she just say what i think she said bringing you weekly and breaking news in central pennsylvania with award-winning reporter francis scarcella hosted by opinionated social justice advocate Anna Wiest. This is In the Know. Produced by Harv Productions, LLC. All right, Francis is joining us on the phone again today because you've had quite a busy day so far, I hear. Yeah, very busy. Four court hearings this morning for various murders across Northumberland County, including the Stephen Crushby, who ran over his ex-girlfriend and she resulted in death and he pled guilty today to 13 counts i believe uh, and can face up to 77 years in prison wow is that something is pretty much a lifetime yeah is that something you saw coming did you think he would plead guilty no nope, trial was scheduled actually for next week uh, wow. here in march and uh it was jury selection was going to be on monday and you know, sometimes these defendants they realize and and accept responsibility. So he was he was teary eyed, but he did uh, own up to it and he pled guilty. So uh, that doesn't necessarily mean at this point that uh, the judge will accept it, but she takes it under consideration and he will be sentenced within ninety days if the plea agreement is in fact accepted. And how, it looks like it probably will be. Yeah. How often does a judge not accept a guilty plea? It happens. Uh, I actually witnessed the one uh, maybe three, four months ago where Judge Hugh Jones rejected a plea uh, agreement for uh, a guy who ended up was in a car accident and killed somebody. And he tried to uh, the guy tried to make a pretty good deal for himself. And uh, Judge Hugh Jones, great guy, he he rejected it and said, go back to the drawing table. So it happens. Yeah, Uh, it does happen. I'm sure that a lot of people were really happy probably about that one because I know a lot of people really took um, the victim and the Cheyenne Swartz. A lot of people really were invested in that and really wanted justice for her. So I think that's probably something that people are going to be glad to hear. Sure. Especially for uh, even you, because I know you had, or at least knew. I knew of her. She was, you know, we went to school together. She was, I think a year ahead of me. But, yeah, it's just a name that people knew, especially our age, and I know a lot of people were invested in that, so I think people are going to be happy to hear about that. Yeah, and then and then uh, you had asked about the cases after that, and this is uh, stemming from a case last year where three individuals were accused of beating a man to death and burying his body in 2020. 
We talked about this before, right? And I, like, hadn't heard about it, and I was like, what the heck? And, yeah, and one of the witnesses who was uh, allegedly in the house had come forward because she couldn't take it anymore, and two two of the defendants were in court today for various motion hearings and and attempted to get bail, and uh, the judge will make a decision on that later on. Anne and Thomas Huffman were the names, and so there. That, that, that was a long morning. Do you, you expect know, them morning. to get bail? Never. Okay. I don't. But again, I. This is based on the law. I'm not any. No, no, I know, but that. you have. The law says that any, any uh, person who is accused of a crime that has the potential to have life in prison. Uh, is not uh, eligible for bail. So these two were accused of homicide. Well, these three, but two of them were in court. Uh, they were accused of homicide, which means they would not be entitled to bail based on the law. So, okay. So, yeah, that was my day already, and uh, there's much more to come. So it's just been a crazy, you know, crazy crime day. They had said actually in there that th- this case may actually uh, come to trial in May, which is uh, something big. And also we have, you know, don't forget, in April we have the Merle Miller case. That's I know. I was just about forward. to ask you, when does that actually start? That's in April. So there's a lot of cases coming up, and and uh, I'm sure you'll be attending one of them, right. if not both of them. So, so, yes, there's a lot of stuff coming up. It's just been a crazy busy week. And then we also have the elections. Oh, my goodness. And what election drama this week, right? A lot of election drama. (laughs) So we have a lot of candidates out there. I think we have five candidates for three county commissioner seats. We have, uh, in Northumberland County, we have a former county commissioner running. We have two current county commissioners running. So, and then we have two, well, one political newcomer, and then then uh, actually a Shikalimi school district, uh, director who is actually trying to also seek the seat of county commissioner here in Northumberland County. So uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. we got district judges races. We have an interesting district attorney's race where allegedly uh, the current district attorney, Tony Matalevich, uh, filed his petition late uh, is what they're saying. And the uh, county election board had rejected his petition the signature petition that has to be turned in. So there's just so a lot I just kind of want to explain to people the petition is what these these candidates have to get signed to get their name on the ballot. I think I don't know. That's something maybe people don't realize. I didn't realize it until all this was going on that you have to get all these signatures just to get your name on the ballot in May. Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as I can, what I would say on this is to me. I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of them, and I'll tell you why that is. It's because I personally think it's kind of a big waste of time, in my opinion. Because you got to go out, you got to have all these people sign it, and then it's a process because people can challenge the signatures that are on it. And a lot of times, a lot of people that sign it, they don't even vote, or they just sign it so you stop bothering them. So it's just I don't know. I'm just not a big proponent of that signature process, but it's been here since the beginning of time, and it is what it is. So. It causes a lot of extra drama. Right. And uh, and so with that being said, they're saying that uh, the current district attorney came in late. That's probably going to be up to I, – I, I, if, if you had to ask me what's the next process from that, I, I don't have an answer because I don't know because I've never seen it happen. So, so they had until what time? They had until when to get these petitions in? That's the debate. 
that's the debate. Is it four thirty? Is it five o'clock? Is it four thirty? Is it five? And this was on Tuesday. Correct. So we're not sure. Right. Uh, I was actually physically there when it happened. So he did. uh, The current district attorney did walk in right before five o'clock, and the timestamp was five oh one. But you were in the building filling it out. So I don't know. I again, but the. The office. There were people there, so I just I don't know. I don't. I never saw this happen. I don't. I don't know. So we're just gonna have to let it play out and see how what happens here in the next days and weeks to come. But but it uh, seems like something that people might get pretty riled up over. Well, that's. I mean, that's a big spot. It's a chief law enforcement officer in the county. It's, it's yeah. A, it's a big position out to hold. So. I just mean I've already seen people like on social media and whatnot talking about it i don't know it's it's a half an hour yeah yeah (laughs) you know and that comes down to to uh, again it's it's the chief law enforcement uh position in your county so and it's very important and i mean these are the people that are that defend the rights of victims and and you know, go after the, the proverbial bad guy. So it is what it is, and, and we'll see how it plays out. And at out. the end of the day, we have to remember that it's a campaign, and a lot of accusations are already coming out about what was going on and why District Attorney Matt Levitch was late to turn in the petitions. And campaigns can get dirty. We it's, we all know that. That's the thing, and, and as reporters, we weed through the you weed through all that, and you yeah. know, there's no. You know, it's facts. We deal yeah. with facts. and, and that, No, I but I don't even mean as reporters. Like, because I just think, you know, on social media and whatnot, people are already saying, oh, it was because of this or this or this. And people are going to get that in their heads. And that could affect if his name does end up going on the ballot, which we don't know 100% for sure yet, I don't think. But, you know, it could know sway people's yet, so, opinions yeah. one way or the other. Sure. And I just think it's going to play an election. Or it's going to play a part in this election either way. Right. So... With that being said, too, it's been kind of, since we started this, it's been kind of, you know, one-sided here that I'm out there doing all the, all the, in the trenches, and uh, a birdie tells me that you're going to be talking about your own stuff here coming up soon, because you also had your very first uh, heavily attended news story, so tell people about that, because that (laughs) also is something that is a very great concern to the Northumberland Borough and uh, Point Township, Northumberland County as well. So tell us about that and your first uh, experience dealing with many members of the public and elected officials. Yeah, so last night, we're recording this on Thursday, so last night would have been the 8th. The Point Township Zoning Hearing Board heard the case of Encina, who plans... I don't know if they still plan, but they had planned to build this plastic recycling kind of facility along Route 11 in Point Township. And there's a lot of concern and there's a lot of tension about this building in general. But specifically, the hearing last night was about the height of the of one of two to my understanding, buildings that would be on the property that is part of Encina's current design plan. So basically part of the zoning ordinance for the industrial district said that buildings can only be up to 50 feet, but Encina wanted to build a building that was 80 feet tall. This led to three hours of zoning hearing testimony last night at the end of which the board unanimously declined the request and said nope 
you can't build a building that's taller than 50 feet. Did you get all that? <laughs> it was a lot. Listen, Francis, lot. you said, you said, it'll be fine. It'll be, it's an easy first thing. And then I was sitting there taking all my notes and I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot going on. And the place was packed. There wasn't an empty seat in there. But you learn. I mean, that's a learning process for you that you're going to have to go through and you, and you start to see, uh, you know, what people are, are concerned about in the in the general public. And, and again, I've always said this, and I think I've actually tried to instill this into you, that everybody has a story. So what may not be important to one is very important to another. No. So you get, you get the chance to listen to people's actual concerns. And I did. I understood, like... I think by the end, I was understanding what people's concerns were. There was an activist group there that um, called Save Our Susquehanna that was really concerned about the environmental impacts of the building. So you were hearing what people had to say and their concerns with it. But at the end of the day, it was about the height. So it was just kind of interesting to hear how people were making their arguments regarding the height. And a lot of it had to do with the views that they had from their houses and one woman who just she and her husband just bought property in point township was really concerned she's like i bought this property and i plan to build my dream house here and i come to find out that these people want to build an 80 foot tall building right in the middle of what i plan to have as my gorgeous view that i wake up to every morning so i mean it was interesting to hear at the end of the day it was denied but <laughs> But yeah, like again, you get to you get to see because if you put yourself in those people's situations and you you know want to wake up and see it yourself, you understand where they come from. So uh, you get to be the voice for the people that don't have a voice, and and you get to show both sides of the story. And uh, it was a good learning experience for you, I think, and I think you did a good job with it. It's only Thursday; we're already have a ton of stuff going on. So I think this is a good opportunity for people to you know click in and listen and get caught up on the on the bigger stories. We didn't even get into the smaller stuff. Because we haven't had a chance yet. It's all kind of been news, news, news all the time. So mm -hmm. One more election thing. Linda Schlegel-Culver was recently sworn into the state Senate. Who, I know there's a lot of talk about who is going to be running for her prior seat in the House. What have you heard? There's 10 candidates. So there's 10 candidates as of right now. Uh, I think... Our best bet is to we'll have an answer on this by next week. So okay. with that being said, there's a lot of people, but, but until we have an actual uh, conferee process that's going to be held and then and one of those ten is selected, I think our best bet is to hang tight and uh, let let it play out. And by next week, I think we'll have a candidate that we'll be able to discuss and possibly even uh, call up and have an interview with. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of In the Know. Be sure to come back next week to hear all about whatever's going on in central Pennsylvania. Also, if you're enjoying this show, please follow us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a good review. We appreciate your support.